this is For the Love of Film Podcast. I'm your host, Scott David Chase. This week I'm going to talk about the movies I saw, uh, Tomb Raider um, and Goldstone and Love, Simon. For some reason, Goldstone, I can't seem to remember the name of that. I This is actually the second time I've tried recording this podcast because I just could not recall the name of the film uh, for the life of me. Not to say that it was a bad film or it was a forgettable film, just kind of a the, the name... I don't know. It, it's one of those things that doesn't isn't sticking in my brain. Um, uh, I I wanted to. Uh, I, I I've been thinking about talking about trailers that I see before the movies. Some people, you know, when when I go to the movies with other people, they'll uh, they'll complain if the movie has a lot of trailers, and I never understood that. I always I wouldn't say it's my favorite part of the movie, but it's one of the things that I look forward to. Uh, seeing more than anything. I mean, I know the culture of movie trailers has changed a lot since the uh, the internet era where we can kind of look for the trailers we want and watch them over and over again. But way back in the day when I started going to movies, that was how you found out that uh, new movies were coming out. Up until that point, you had no idea what was, uh, what was coming out, and you were sort of at the... Uh, at the mercy of the Cineplex and what they were saying, you know, what they were showing you was coming out. So, um, uh, the, the one thing with doing this podcast that has been interesting has been, uh, because I'm seeing so many movies, there are a lot of trailers that I've seen over and over and over again. And, uh, even movies that I'm looking forward to sometimes if I've seen the trailer, you know, 10 times I'm just like okay this again one of the ones there's a film that it's not out yet but I haven't seen a trailer for it in a while is the movie Alpha um which I I am planning on seeing when it comes out but I did honestly see that trailer probably 12 times over the space of you know two months or so um one of the things that I I like is you know that most major films that studios put out now usually have a couple trailers and uh so this week I saw, you know, I've seen the second trailer for Avengers Infinity War, which, uh, you know, I was planning on seeing it anyways. It's one of the Marvel movies and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but, uh, the, the second trailer really kind of amped it up a notch. It's, it's a pretty exciting trailer. I'm looking forward to that. Um, another one is a movie that I was hesitant about whether I was excited about it or not which is A Quiet Place, which is John Krasinski's uh, stars in it, directed it, and also uh, helped write the screenplay, and he stars with his real-life wife, Emily Blunt. Uh, The first trailer, I didn't really get a a good sense of what the movie was about. Uh, I mean, it is is a horror film, uh, like a suspenseful horror film. With this trailer, it's clear that there's a there's a creature which we didn't know in the first one um so uh you know the second trailer definitely gives a better sense or at least i think it gives a better sense of what the movie's about it's not out yet so i don't know we'll see in the uh, next month um that's definitely a film i'm looking forward to seeing and talking about on this podcast and um the as yet untitled or not going to be titled Deadpool sequel. I don't really know what the deal is with the title. It's, 
you know, almost everyone is referring to it as Deadpool 2, but it's, it is officially untitled whether or not they're going to reveal a title or if they're just being weird about it and leaving it as the untitled Deadpool film. You know, if they're going to do what Peter Gabriel did, his first four solo albums were all just called Peter Gabriel. Maybe they're going to make, you know, three or four Deadpool movies and all just, they're all just called Deadpool. Um, who knows? But, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that looks, it looks fun. It looks like more of the same, but it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, in the space of just over a month, Josh Brolin will be in two different Marvel movies because he plays Thanos in uh, Avengers Infinity War and he plays Cable in the the new Deadpool movie. So, uh, you know, the Thanos one is is a motion capture CG performance, but uh, it does look a lot like Josh Brolin. So, so um, potentially uh, Josh Brolin could be in the two most you know, two of the most successful movies this year. Um, he's also in Sicario too, which that, that's one of the ones I'm a movie that I am looking forward to, but I've seen that trailer, um, maybe not 10 times, but probably seven or eight times. And they've only released one trailer. And, um, you know, I, I was getting kind of sick of the trailer. Um, speaking of Emily Blunt, she is not back in Sicario 2, uh, but Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin are both reprising their roles from from the first film, so it, that has the potential to be good. It's not directed by uh, Denny Villanueva, Villanueva, I'm probably butchering his last name. He directed the first one um, and uh, has done quite a few... Uh, uh, quite a few notable films but uh yeah so those are the trailers that uh i'm looking forward to um so keeping with the theme that i've been doing uh the last couple episodes i am going to kind of rate the films from the least to best uh this week however this week it's not that big a deal because um possibly the first time since i've been doing this podcast i enjoyed all three films that i saw um, to varying degrees, of course, but, uh, so the first one was Tomb Raider, which is the franchise reboot, uh, slash origin story of Laura Croft, um, it's a reboot, because, uh, um, so Angelina Jolie had, did two films, um, a dozen or so years ago, playing, um, Laura Croft, the Tomb Raider, and, uh, uh, Alicia Vikander is playing her in this. Um, she's supposed to be much younger, but I don't think Alicia Vikander is that much younger than um, Angelina Jolie was when she made the movies. Um, Alicia Vikander is 29, and um, you know I don't have any of the dates in front of me of when the first Tomb Raider came out, but I, I know it was 10 to 12 years ago, and uh, uh, Angelina Jolie's only about a year older than I am and I'm 42. So, so would have put her in her early thirties when she made those. So it's really not that much different, uh, time-wise, uh, from when the first films, you know, in, in, uh, Laura Croft's history. However, um, it's a much grittier, uh, you know, take on, uh, you know, quasi more realistic, 
take on the Laura Croft Tomb Raider thing. Um, she's not wearing any sleek, all silver body suits. Um, uh, Alicia Vikander is much more muscular uh, and lean than uh, Angelina Jolie is. Not quite as buxom as Angelina Jolie is. Um, uh, you know, and her and Walt Goggins and Dominic West and Kristen Scott Thompson are all Thompson or Thompson or Thompson or Thomas. I don't know which one it actually is. Let me take a look. Um, it is uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, so not Thompson. Um, uh, all excellent actors, um, sort of, you know, better actors than this movie needed. Um, but it, it, it gave it, I think, uh, an air of credibility that, uh, it wouldn't have necessarily had, uh, certainly, certainly one of the more enjoyable video game movies I've seen. I'm not a video gamer myself, so, uh, I come in with no real, uh, uh, I don't know, no real love of the franchise and no real, um, preconceived ideas of what the story should or shouldn't be. I just, you know, uh, always love the Indiana Jones movies. I loved Romancing the Stone as a kid. I like adventure, archaeology tales. And uh, so on that level, it definitely delivered. Um, it's, it's fair, like I said, it's somewhat grounded in reality. There, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that happens in it that's not... Uh, not, not realistic at all, but it was a fun movie. I was going in hoping to be entertained and I definitely was. It's not a, uh, it's not any sort of groundbreaking film. I mean, it looks like they're trying to set up a, a, um, a new franchise and, you know, probably there's going to be the inevitable sequels. And usually with these types of films, it's diminishing returns. Um, Again, not not a bad film. Uh, certainly fun if you're looking for an action-adventure movie that's not as dumb as a lot of the other ones, um, but it's not too, too taxing on you. Um, there's, uh, you know, you could certainly do do worse than seeing this. It's not, uh, it's not the best film that's come out this year by any means. Certainly not the worst. Uh, you know, would I have paid to see it if I didn't have MoviePass? I mean, I realize with Movie Pass, I am still paying to see it, but I'm paying, you know, maybe ninety cents. Um, uh, I certainly would not have. I don't. Well, nah, not certainly. I probably would not have seen it paying full price if I had had to pay thirteen dollars myself to to go see this film. Um, but uh, knowing that I was not going to have to pay full price, and you know, having seen the trailers, it was one of the ones I had said a couple weeks before. Uh, I had posted on Facebook that I was actually looking forward to it, and uh, it delivered to me exactly what I expected and hoped it would, and uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm sure it's still in theaters now, um, so if you're thinking about going to see it, it's it's definitely a fun couple hours at the Cineplex, and uh, you know, Alicia Vikander did a admirable admirable job. Um, portraying Laura Croft and Walt Goggins is really good at playing, uh, 
smart bad guys. Um, he's kind of made a career of it. Um, he was great in it. Uh, Dominic West, it was a little over the top, and I don't know how much of that was his choice and how much of it was the director uh, choosing to have him play it. And, uh, you know, for those of you who know the story, because uh, I guess it's based on the franchise reboot that happened a couple years ago with the video games, um, there are some things that are revealed, which I won't spoil uh, for those of you who want to go in knowing nothing, but... Uh, yeah, it was fun. I'd give Tomb Raider a uh, a six out of ten. Um, the next film that I saw this was this was a nice surprise. I um, uh, so one day a week I work in Peabody, Massachusetts, and so I'll often with Movie Pass check to see what's uh, what's playing in uh, in Boston, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, but about an hour and 15 minutes from, from where I live. And, but from Peabody, it's only, it's only another 20 minutes to half an hour, depending on traffic, um, to get down there. So I, and Boston being a major city, they often play films that, are, you know, either don't come to Seacoast, New Hampshire till much later or don't come at all. So I like to check it out. And, um, but this time I didn't actually have to travel to Boston. Um, uh, I got to see a movie, and even though I said it earlier, I've already forgotten the name of it, uh, uh, Goldstone. Uh, I know it was... Uh, I keep wanting to say Coldstone, which is that the ice cream franchise, um, and I knew it's not that. Uh, and it, I was like, Coldstone, Goldwater, but... It, Goldstone, which is the name of the town that it takes place in, it takes place uh, in Australia. It is the sequel to a film that came out in 2013 uh, called Mystery Road, which I had seen. Um, I was not aware that they had made a sequel to it. And uh, this movie, uh, even though I just saw it in the theater uh, this week, it is actually a 2016 film. It I, I don't know the history of how it got released. There's this theater in Danvers, Mass., which is the next town over from Peabody, which does this often. It has kind of what I like to call a wild card movie where it plays something for one week that's uh, not a major release, not, uh, um, you know, nothing... Uh, oftentimes it's a foreign film or an indie film. Um, sometimes it's an Indian film and, uh, you know, it's just kind of a wild card movie. And uh, luckily when I checked movie pass, I saw this, wasn't even aware that this film existed, that they had made a, a, a sequel to mystery road and, uh, uh, you know, read the synopsis and I was like, yeah, it seems right up my alley. It is a, um, <sighs> kind of a murder mystery police procedural um there's a uh, uh a detective uh an australian detective who comes to this pretty isolated encampment uh that's that there's a mining company out there and they're trying to make a deal with um the indigenous tribe that lives there um i don't know what the the preferred term for describing the indigenous peoples of um, 
Australia are, so uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna guess. But it's it's one of those films that I, thinking about it afterwards, I was like, if this was set in the United States, um, it probably wouldn't have interested me as much. Uh, it harkens back to some kind of uh, some gems that I really liked. Uh, film called Thunderheart with Val Kilmer kind of reminded me of that. And, um, you know, but a big part of what I loved about it is you get to see, a, I mean, the, the cinematography is beautiful and a lot of it is shot from high above, you know, looking directly down on driving. So you can just see the vastness of, uh, the Australian wilderness. And, uh, you know, that's a huge draw in the film. It's, it's, um, it's a fairly low key film. Uh, not not as much happens in this as a lot of these other types of films in the similar vein made in the United States, but um, it's you know sort of a character driven piece. Um, uh, two of the actors who are in it, uh, a gentleman, uh, let's see, uh, named David Gopilpil. Uh, and Tommy Lewis, uh, who are both indigenous Australian actors who are in another Australian film that I love. One of my, you know, favorite Westerns of all time, the proposition. Um, this, this film takes place in modern times where that took place, you know, more than a hundred years ago. And, uh, they're both pretty well-respected Australian actors, uh, Jackie Weaver, who she is probably most well-known in the United States for playing Robert De Niro's wife in Silver Linings Playbook. But she's in this. And uh, David Wenham, who was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, is Faramir, I believe he's in this as well. And then uh, Aaron Peterson reprises his role as Detective Jay Swan. Um, uh, kind of a... Mm, sort of a Dirty Harry-esque character, but he is also... He's of uh, mixed blood. Um, he's, uh, you know, his his father's indigenous, uh, uh, where his mother was Caucasian, um, much as the case with the actor. Um, kind of a simple story, but uh, beautifully shot. I enjoyed it, and uh, I but I love westerns. It's a modern western set in Australia, and uh, you know bleak and desolate which are those are things i really like in movies but certainly not for everyone so um i would give it a seven uh but again it's not something i would necessarily recommend to everyone you have to have to like cop movies um you know liking westerns probably helps and uh you know you like stuff on on the darker less uplifting side that'll certainly help I don't know if it's playing anywhere. Uh, anyone listening to this, if you're going to be able to see it, because like I said, it was sort of a wild card movie that I ended up seeing. But um, yeah, uh, Goldstone hopefully should be able to find it on demand and so on and so forth. And then the last film that I saw was uh, this movie, Love, Simon, which was uh, it's a teen, you know, it's being marketed as a team comedy but it is certainly more of a drama than a comedy and uh uh it's about a um 17 year old 
boy, uh, Simon, uh, uh, played by uh, Nick Robinson, who uh, is gay but has not come out to anyone and, you know, strikes up a uh, online friendship with an anonymous person that, uh, uh, an anonymous man who, uh, or not man, another, another high schooler who is also struggling with his homosexuality and they kind of encourage each other and, you know, it's about Simon's relationship with his friends, also with his parents and his sister. And, um, you know, uh, eventually coming out and also, you know, eventually trying to meet up with this, uh, anonymous inspiration slash, uh, love interest. Uh, this was a great film. This is one of those movies. I wasn't really sure from the trailer what I was going to think of it. It was, um, uh, uh, you know, there was, it was the trailer sort of made it look like a silly comedy. Most of the silly bits, uh, in, in the film itself turned out to be, you know, when Simon is, when, when he's writing back and forth to his, his anonymous friend online, um, because he doesn't know who it is. He keeps imagining different people and he's throwing out, you know, these hypothetical scenarios. So, and then they're, they're depicted on screen. So a lot of those, which seem ridiculous in the trailer, don't seem ridiculous in the context of the story that he's telling in the film. So, um, like, you know, I, I was, I recorded a different podcast. My, this is my truth. Tell me yours podcast earlier today. And I was talking about this film and also, call me by your name and then it's really refreshing for me that um in 2018 we are seeing um not not quote unquote gay stories but um just stories love stories that the pro- protagonists happen to be gay and it's not a um you know it's not a be all end all um this is the first teen movie where the protagonist is gay and it's really such a minor I mean parts of it are minor but parts of it it's astounding that uh, how how normalized it is it's not made into this huge ridiculous deal and it's you know being a uh, a 42 year old you know uh, straight male um, I could absolutely relate to it and it, 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 it's great, beautiful story. Um, the, the, the other nice surprise is, um, you know, Jennifer Garner who plays his mother gave, um, a pretty warm performance. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Jennifer Garner, but you know, she really rose to the occasion on this, but the big surprise was Josh Duhamel, who is an actor who I've never given any uh any real sort of uh credit to um you know he's 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 been in a bunch of uh a bunch of the transformer movies he was on that tv show vegas and was just kind of like a dude um you know honestly in in my head i uh uh first and foremost had always thought of him as the guy married to fergie from the black eyed peas which apparently they got divorced last year but uh really gives a um um a v- very realistic 
uh, portrayal of Simon's father, not a movie dad, but a, a dad that would exist in the real world. And um, yeah, I really, really uh, enjoyed his performance and uh, hopefully we'll get to see him do something else that kind of stretches him as an actor. Um, uh, I, I, I really recommend love Simon. It's definitely great for, uh, you know, not just, uh, uh, gay kids and, uh, gay adults, but really anyone who's, uh, struggled to be accepted for who they are as a person. It's a, it's a really beautiful and, you know, moving and uplifting story. Uh, I would give, uh, love Simon eight out of 10. Uh, definitely would recommend checking it out. So that is this week's episode. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.